This audio orgasm is not safe for work and is strictly for adults only. Now, let's get it on. What? Jody, I'm gonna fucking kill you! Okay, now. I hope you fucking overdose on cocaine! Now, let's say Po'Boys Podcast. Welcome to the Po'Boys Podcast! How can we fuck your day up? <laughs> Beautiful. Welcome to the Pub Boys Podcast. We don't think rape is good, but we turn a blind eye. Rape, 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 rape on the first fucking date. Girls Gone Wild the- was fun. That's crazy that you even brought that up. Like, you realize we're from a generation of people who, like, bought into that trap. Like, it was made for us. Hell, I think that made Doug Stanhope's career. Was he on there? Yeah, he was. Um, I think it was like Girls Gone Wild Volume 3 and anything after. He was the one interviewing the chicks and then trying to convince them to lift their tops. That I didn't Doug know that. Stanhope. I only think I ever actually saw the Snoop Dogg one. And then every other one was just the commercials. But I remember them shits, the infomercials on Comedy Central or whatever. 3 a.m. Bling, 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 bling. Fucking steel drums. <laughs> hey, everybody. Do you like tits? Well, guess what? We've got tits. Here's some tits underwater and some tits on a bus. That's another thing these kids have it so easy is the porn. Like, we had to buy VHSs and shit. And they would keep sending them to you in in cardboard boxes. You'd be like, fuck, every month, $35 for a VHS tape of some tits. Hey, you like tits? Here's some tits. That was the whole commercial. That's a great fucking song. Welcome to the Po' Boys Podcast. I'm your host, that motherfucker Jody B. Tonight's special guest from the gag on this podcast, a fellow asshole and uh, uh, debauchery connoisseur of the Twitters, Big Nick. What's up, buddy? What's up? How's it going? It's good. How are you? You know, I'm better after hearing that mashup, that's for sure. I am... The, the word is addicted. That's the only word that I have to describe this. There's an application. I don't even think it's an app. I think it's just a website. It's called rave.dj. <laughs> Basically, you take two songs, you mash them together with a YouTube link or a video or whatever you find, and then the AI program chops, chops and cuts and stitches everything, the song parts together, and will make you just a, a generated fucking mix mashup of those two songs and... You get a lot of turds because you think things that would work won't work and all this other shit. And then every once in a while, <laughs> you'll throw one together that was uh, Stitches and Miley Cyrus. And uh, 
Yeah, it's it's. I'm so happy with that. <laughs> I'm gonna have to try it. I really am. It's. I mean, you won't stop. That's the thing is, you might get a couple shitty ones, but once you nail one, you'll be like, oh, okay, I see what this is about. <laughs> I don't know about you, man. I love music, and I always have. Like it's it's been a, a personal thing of mine until I got to podcasting. I listen to music all the time. One of my favorite things is a, a mashup. Like it's, I've always enjoyed, you know, when DJs would do their shit on the, like the Friday drive time shit and they would do rap songs and they'd start mixing them together and they'd fucking play into each other. And it, I love that shit. And, uh, yeah, now I have the ability right here in my pocket. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I love music, but I assume we listen to different things. You probably, so I don't listen to, like heavy metal shit per se. Like I, it seems that a lot of white dudes my age that I've met listen to like death metal <laughs> and I'll listen to some of it. I guess it doesn't really touch me in the same way that other stuff does. All right. Are you talking about like Hannibal corpse type shit? Any, I mean, so there's some outliers that I've tried that I don't mind. Like I like Gigi Allen. That's like hardcore. So I like ICP. I know that's probably not like uh, it's. I'm just saying, like the fringe stuff that people would, be, would. If you said I listen to this thing, you might get a oh kind of thing. <laughs> I like weird music. It's just I don't, you know, I don't play instruments. My thing's always been lyrics. Well, in most of those songs, it's very hard to understand the lyrics. So I think that's where I have the disconnect. I yeah, my friend uh, in the Bay Area, um, he liked the scream metal music, and he liked. This was the most specific thing I've ever heard him say. He really likes Norwegian black death metal. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And he played me this song by a band called Borknogger. Okay. And it was garbage. Straight up. <laughs> I had a buddy that ruined metal music for me. He introduced me to Caninus. It's where they just take dog noises and dub it over like heavy metal instrumentals. And they make fucking heavy metal music with it. Oh, good Lord. Yeah, it's it's not that hard, I don't think. You could literally just create it. So I don't see the depth, and it doesn't interest me. But that's just me. I'm not saying it's bad, and I'm not saying that if you turn the shit on, I'm not going to at least deal with it, but it's not my favorite. Like, I don't have any specific bands that I would listen to that I would classify as Norwegian death metal or whatever the fuck. Norwegian black death metal. Oh, shit. I didn't think there were black people in Norwegian. Norwegian. <laughs> I mean, they're everywhere. There's there's black Chinese people. What? So there's got to be. Yeah, so there's got to be black Norwegians. You need to stop. Now you're just making shit up, Nick. Uh, you know what? I'm a thousand percent sure there's black Chinese people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, too. I need to stop. I need to knock it off. I'm going to have to open this hard iced tea and crack myself in the head with it. Watch your mouth. Oh, God. I love it. Oh, you know what? That was great. And then the Sons and Four guy. Those two are my favorite white guys. You have favorite white guys? As far as like people that are just intense, mm -hmm. those two, yes. Are you thinking of who your most intense white guys are? I am. It's a hard one. Like I, I don't know. Who did you say? Uh, the, the Twisted T guy, the guy that got hit. Yes. You mean because the way he was wound up and he was like, smack me and all that shit? Yeah. Okay. And then the Sons and Four guy, who is beating the shit out of whoever the Sons were playing. And then, um, I don't know if you saw the video, but after he beat the shit out of the guy, he looked directly in the camera and he was like, Sons and Four, motherfucker. And I was like, that guy is intense. I don't know. I haven't seen that one. I know that obviously the Twisted T, 
You're just talking about people saying the N word. Uh, I like the guy on the airplane. He was pretty funny. The guy, oh, with the, uh, the Burger, Burger King. King. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the fifth time he said it, he made me laugh. And if he didn't make you laugh a little bit, then you, I don't know, you have no sense of humor because I understand it's so jarring to hear somebody say that, especially scream it aloud on an airplane. But like the fourth or fifth time when the dude, when the lady dude, whatever was just like, sir, please, there's children on board. He was just like, ah. <laughs> I mean, when it so comes out funny. of a white guy with a tear tattoo, you know that shit's gonna just pop off. I didn't it's see not that. Be good. I didn't see the video going the way it did. I figured they would have somebody would have tackled him or something just to to save his life in that sense. But no, it's as a thing of beauty. Kick that nigger bitch off the plane, sir. Please, you stop. need to stop. There are children. Please stop. Nigger, stop. Hey, that's not necessary. Take your stuff and get out of my seat, please. We will take care of it, Thank but, but I need you to stop yelling. She kneed me in the stomach. Why are you in my face? I'm asking you to stop yelling. Have I committed any type of violence since I've been on the plane? You're no. Yelling and so you're what? Yes, sir. She kneed me in the stomach. I don't no. care what she did. You're being Thank you. Somebody Shut get the fuck up. Two seconds. I want a lawsuit. Right, right. I want a fucking lawsuit. Right. There's now. actually another oh video of him. He doesn't have the Burger King hat on, but he does the exact same thing. And I think this black chick was just like, oh, Lord, help me. Yeah. like She just screamed that when she saw him. And I was like, oh, that's great. You couldn't pay me a million dollars to have somebody that I don't know hold a cell phone on me <laughs> saying some shit like that, man. And I like to think that I, I am a master of the fucking the, the ethnic comedy angles. I'm not touching that one. Not no. from a stranger. <laughs> I don't give anybody that kind of trust. <laughs> That's what you do oh, when you walk the line, though, right? You guys, I think you are you would classify as edgy, right? The gag on this podcast, that's not an innuendo, is it? You're talking about gagging like on a penis? Is that is that the joke, Nick? No, it's, it's a double entendre. So we interview comedians. They tell gags on stage. We want them to come on and joke on our podcast, i.e. tell gags. So it's gag on this. And then, yes, it... Uh. I mean, the logo doesn't help with the, it's not supposed to be a dick thing because it's a mouth literally gagging on a microphone. Sure. But yeah, edgy. We were edgier in the beginning. So when, how long have you been doing the show? Uh, we started July of 2018. Oh, damn. See, I've been going for a minute now. Has it always yeah. been y'all? Were there any other like fallen cast members now or has it just been the four of y'all? Oh, no. So it started out with me and, um, this guy Jerron, a white guy, uh-huh. um, not to be who, confused with Sharon, who is yeah. currently a co-host. Okay, <laughs> yeah, that confuses the shit. Especially when we had them both on the same episode, that was interesting. We started it. He's in radio. I I was in radio, so we started it just as a thing. And then he was traveling like forty five minutes to get to where we recorded and he was just like you know what i'm done plus he went off the fucking deep end like politically oh shit was it around the time trump got elected (laughs) yes okay that it happens man there was some wild shit that's gone down the last four or five years well dude he was he was actually at the stop the steel rally in dc of course he was yeah and i i fucking asked him i was like you didn't go in the capitol he's like and this is how i know he's a little weird is because he was like no True Trump supporters and true patriots would never storm the Capitol. And I was like, all right, I I get that. But that's still a little weird. It's a lot. I've never believed that much in anything. 
Same here. I always think that I could be wrong because I've been wrong so many times, Nick. <laughs> so I'm never that calm. I'm never 100% sure about any fucking thing because I could be wrong. Yeah, but I, I, I just don't get the fervor. I've never liked a politician so much that I'm willing to join a parade and put a flag on my vehicle. But it's not that crazy. People still like the cowboys. They suck. They suck oh, all God, the time. Yeah. And they still slap them stupid stickers on their fucking windows. I mean, I can't talk. I'm a Browns fan, so. Right. Well, you get it. <laughs> Just like there's <laughs> Raiders fans, like there's ravenous fucking football fans. And I have to believe that there are people that probably don't like football as much. Or maybe they, you know, are strong in their beliefs or whatever their fucking thing is. And that's that's what it is to them. It's a tailgate party. It's a fucking a football team to get behind. Then that's the kind of passion that they bring to the table, which... I guess, man. <laughs> I don't care that much. Yeah, same here. So I'm sorry that you you lost the soldier. So fucking so Jerron fucking bolts. Did you oh, yeah. did yeah. you pick up Rob or Sharon? Like how did everything go from there? So me, Rob, and Jerron actually took a comedy class together. Okay. And Rob we had on and he just started to randomly show up. So we were like, fuck it, let's bring him on. He's part of the <laughs> podcast. So we adopted him. Yeah. And then Danny was doing the same thing because um, we recorded live at a comedy club and it was it was right before the open mic. So she would come to the open mic and see that we were doing this. So then she came on a lot. And that's sort of like the golden ratio of, you know, fucking radio tell, you know, radio is like yeah. two guys, one girl. The whole so, is what they call that, Nick. Danny is not a whole. She's a valuable <laughs> piece of the puzzle. And I respect that, but that's what they used to call them shits back in the day. Uh, yeah, that's what Opie and Anthony always called them. The hole. <laughs> <laughs> now, so then Danny came on, and then Sharon, um, he... So you've you've seen Sharon. Yeah, I've done your show, fucker. No, I, I know. I'm just setting this up. Yes. Sharon, for the audience, uh, the audio listeners, is a skinny black dude with glasses who you'd probably be like, Maybe a nerd. He He's looks a really like, cool guy, though. He looks like he might play the saxophone in the E Street Band. All right, that nailed it pretty goddamn specific. <laughs> Just saying, like, slacks, a button-up shirt, you know, might have a fun hat. Sharon seems like a cool guy. <laughs> he is, but you wouldn't anticipate him being uh, in a relationship with a dominatrix um, sex therapist. Yes. And that's we did. Uh, we did. We interviewed his partner, um, Anti Vice. He came on, and then he started showing up a lot. And then I was just like, you know, fuck it, let's bring him on. I like it. I think you guys have a good dynamic, and that's what's funny is like I know Danny is a is a touring comedian. I don't want to pull her fucking chain too much. And I was being a smartass when I asked this on the show. But like, do you do comedy? Do you do stage at all? Or are you just done the radio stuff? Um, I did comedy for a bit, but then I sort of dropped out um, just because I'm an old soul. I like to go to bed at a reasonable hour. Um, when I was doing comedy, I had a job that started at 5 a.m. I would go to the open mic. I would probably not get on until 11 p.m., go home, sleep till about 3, wake up, and then I would do that. And I was just like, you know, this this is a young man's game. 11, Plus, I wasn't getting any fucking laughs. 11 p.m. God damn. I think our open, that, 
There's one open mic here in the city, and it's at like 7. That's at like the major comedy club. Most of them are 7, 8 o'clock. But we don't do stuff late, late. That's crazy. Well, it would be that way because... And on like a Tuesday, right? The open mic nights are never primetime nights. They're fucking no. bullshit nights. Monday, Wednesday. Well, the I think what's good now is there's some mics. Like Danny D hosts a mic, and it's... It's an hour. You need to be here within this time to sign up. At this point, it gets cut off. With the mic that I was talking about, anybody that signed up, they would be able to go on. Uh, did they charge you? Did you have to pay money? No, luckily we didn't. Okay. I just figured with that kind of a thing, where it's like, we're going to get through it, they would probably charge people. Just to give some incentive to be like, I guess, here's more. <laughs> no, and then what sucks is when you go on at 11 p.m. For a lot, my set was said just to Jerron and Rob. That was it. Yeah. I've done three open mics, and each time there was maybe 20 people there. I think that was pretty good, though, like because you have the other comics there who will give you the pity laughs because they know what it's like to not get shit, and then it kind of helps to get other people kind of rolling, which is nice. Yeah, I did get called a liar on stage. That that wasn't fun. <laughs> that wasn't fun at all. What was the the joke? Do you remember? Um. So so this of- morning I got up and I did a push up. Liar. <laughs> <laughs> no. So part of my part of my thing, and it's it's not really a joke. It's true. Is I love like toxic women. Like when they said Demi Lovato has body issues and cuts herself, I was like, you know, just marry me now. Cool. Yeah. Should we do like, this? My house or yours? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I was talking about how I was watching Gathering of the Juggalos. Yes. And they do this. I forgot what it's called, but basically they do this like Juggalette beauty pageant. Yeah, it's like the it's Miss Juggalette or some shit like that. Yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. I think I posted a picture of some Juggalette bitches the other day. I'm down so with the I, clown, yo. Yeah, I'm not. We can get into that. We can get into that. But I was talking about how, like, it's sort of like there's cute ones, but then there's just garbage, just garbage people. Yeah, they're trailer park chicks. There's, I've yeah. lived in a trailer park for half my life. I, that's what they are, just trailer park bitches. And they're the kind of people that have appealed to me my whole life. <laughs> Thank you. I said basically that on stage. I was like, look, you know, you may look at them, look down on them, and I was like, these bitches are hot. You can see the scars on their arm. I was just like, I, I want them. And somebody, it was an actual customer that paid to be, to watch the open mic was just like liar. And I was just, I was like, I didn't, I didn't know how to respond. Cause I'm like, I, uh, all right. And I just put, I just put the mic back in the thing. And I was like, I guess I'm done. Just left, off. tucked your <laughs> yeah. tail. And they were way nicer <laughs> than I would have been. I'm like, faggot. <laughs> what? No, I, I just don't like lake bodies. I'm more of a beach body kind of guy. <laughs> <laughs> These bitches are just doughy. They're like bread rising when they wear bikini tops and just their back rolls just coming around it. Oh, so hot. I would go to the gathering of the Juggalos. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. <laughs> I would too. It lo- especially, I mean. They're very inclusive. That's what I like. Because that's the thing is it's ugly people. They put on a little bit of clown makeup. And then everybody's kind of ugly, right? Yeah, and it's also like a clique of outsiders kind of yeah. thing. Like, we're all outsiders, so let's come together and we'll be, you know, one. That's what's fun. I talked to, I think, Mike Fowler about this because he's from Detroit. And we got into a whole-ass conversation about juggalo culture and all that stuff. It's like, I can appreciate it. It's like white, it's it's dirty white boy gang. Not lyric, like literally, because there is like a gang faction to it that I guess has happened along the way, which 
how could you not? But no, man, it's just a little like a refuge for dirty white boys to be like, oh, I'm angry yeah. at my mother too. <laughs> I will say that any any weed dealer I've ever had, if he had a Hatchet Man sticker in his window, that was always goddamn great weed. Yeah, and the problem is the police know that too. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Kids are stupid, Nick. <laughs> I hate it. I see these dipshits now. It's so fucked up because I'm in a state where we. Well, what am I telling you? You're in Cali, so it's like you don't even. What, what about weed? It's not even a thing, a talking point anymore. Nope. We got medical weed here, and it's just funny to me now because these kids, you know, they're just sitting in the parking lot rolling their blunts and stuff like that, and I'm like, man, <laughs> this is some bullshit. Because even I had to fucking at least keep it down, you know, get in the back seat or something. Yeah. My wife goes and buys the weed now, so it's funny because she's like, oh, I got to go get the sale price, but I'm going to put an order in online so I can, and then she goes, she grabs it, and she comes back home, and I'm just like, what a fucking asshole. I was like, you don't know what it's like to be waiting on the fucking weed dealer to call you all day long, and all of a sudden at like 11 o'clock, he's like, hey, meet me off Martin Luther King in 30 minutes, <laughs> and you're fucking just sitting at a car wash. You don't know, suck- dude. Well, I mean, what sucks is when they say they'll call you back in 10 minutes. Never. It's never 10 fucking minutes. No. And you call them back, and then they get mad after about the second or third time. They're like, hey, man. I said I'll be yeah. there in a minute. It's like, motherfucker, you said that. <laughs> I know. Yeah. You said that. You said you'd be here 10 minutes, 20 minutes ago. Like, You fucking oh, got to go worst. see the guy that you talk in code to. Like, he won't say anything outright. He's like, yeah, I got uh, them donuts or whatever. You got to oh, sit in his living worst. room while his fucking pit bull stares at you. And you got to talk to him for like 45 minutes about nut, just dumb shit. It's like, can I just get some weed and get the fuck out of here, man? I don't want to yeah, hang we, out with you. We had a guy that um, he would tell us we had to stay a minimum of 15 minutes every time yep. to avoid detection. Sure. Or just so I have somebody to talk to while I get high and talk about things that I have no idea what I'm talking about. One time, I walked into my dealer's house, and one time he was watching Girls Gone Wild. And, like, we were just passing a bowl, two grown men watching Girls Gone Wild, and I was like, this is the most awkward thing ever. It's so funny now to think that you can just go to the store, and you'll never have to deal with that. She won't. Whatever. Girls Gone Wild was fun. That's crazy that you even brought that up. Like, you realize we're from a generation of people who, like, bought into that trap. Like, it was made for us. Hell, I think that made Doug Stanhope's career. Was he on there? Yeah, he was, um, I think it was, like, Girls Gone Wild, Volume 3 and anything after. He was the one interviewing the chicks and then trying to convince them to lift their tops. I didn't know that. I only think I ever actually saw the Snoop Dogg one, and then every other one was just the commercials. But I remember them shits, the infomercials on Comedy Central or whatever, 3 a.m., bling, 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 fucking steel drums. (laughs) Hey, everybody, do you like tits? Well, guess what? We've got tits. Here's some tits underwater and some tits on a bus. That's another thing these kids have it so easy is the porn. Like, we had to buy VHSs and shit. And they would keep sending them to you in in cardboard boxes. You'd be yeah. like, fuck, every month, $35 for a VHS tape of some tits. Hey, you like tits? Here's some tits. That was the whole commercial. Pretty much. And then they'd always paste the girls gone wild over their nipples. Yeah. Woo! 
titties everywhere. It's raining titties. Look at all these drunk girls pulling out their tits. Send us rem- $35. <laughs> I remember watching the um, whatever thing they do in New Orleans where they can show their tits. Mardi Gras. It was the Mardi Gras That was special. the Snoop Dogg one. There was Snoop Dogg went to Mardi Gras, the one that I saw, and it was just, it was nothing special. I think one chick got totally naked through an hour and a half of the thing, but the rest of it was just Snoop Dogg hanging out with bitches with no shirts on. Hey, that did it for me when I was younger, though. Sure. I just thought it was funny that he was smoking weed in a limousine with a police escort. And he even said that. He's like, I'm out here smoking weed with a police escort. Clear the goddamn street. (laughs) It's funny. (laughs) That was a great Snoop Dogg impression. That was not a good Snoop Dogg impression. Say, man. No. I'm not even going to insult the guy. I don't do a good Snoop Dogg. I got Australian and I got Steve Austin. Those are my only two fucking good impressions. You fucking look like you could be Steve Austin. Like, if you wanted to be cheap for fucking Halloween, get an Austin 316 shirt, shave your head, yeah. call it a day. See, the problem is, is this head doesn't look so good without hair on it. Take all the See? hair off the top, I look like a nipple. Ain't nobody want to make love to a nipple. Give me a hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Did you see that one, uh, that wrestling chick that uh, killed herself? Uh, I didn't. I read about it. Actually, I made a post. I, I don't think a whole lot of people enjoyed it. I got a couple responses. I don't fucks with suicide, man. Like, I think it's interesting. I think the way that people kill themselves is fascinating sometimes. Like, if it sends some, some kind of a message. I always wonder what people think, like, right at that last moment. Because I've been close to death, but I haven't been, like, close, close. Like, my heart hasn't stopped beating, you know, shit like that. I mean, once when I was a kid, I think it did once, but I don't remember that. I'm just saying, like, I've been close to what I considered I was going to die a few times. And I always think, like, whew, I got out of that. And it's just that moment when you're, like, you're fucking, you kick the fucking stool out from under your feet. And you're, like, wait a minute. I don't. And you're like, well, I can't. Uh-oh. <laughs> and then you just fucking toes start twitching and shit. Yeah, you're like, let me. can I touch the ground? Nope. Oh, I planned this way too well. I've talked about this one story, and it's not even a story. It's something that happened here locally. There was, like, my brother-in-law's an EMT, so he knows, like, some of the other local, you know, uh, uh, public servant folks. This firefighter's, like, girlfriend or something, she drove up to the station and shot herself in the chest in the parking lot. You killed herself. I mean, it's a suicide, but not like through the head. And I was like, oh, that's a message. <laughs> it was like she was letting him know. I said, there must be something else to that story. Like he cheated. She cheated. Like you don't just shoot yourself in the heart. Like what kind of shit is that? You broke my heart. Bam. Yeah. Like most people go for the brain. Like that's if you're going to make it quick, I hope. But I've been shot in the head. Like it's it's not fun if you don't hit the right spot. So fucking good luck. I would never do it. <laughs> not a fucking chance. <laughs> I hear that's actually a lot of people uh, really fuck themselves up by trying to put it like underneath their chin. I hear that uh, more people survive through that. I think you're you're probably just using the wrong kind of gun for the job. Like anything else, a gun is a tool. So sometimes you need the right tool for the right job. And a shotgun, man, it's just not. Unless you're going to full Cobain, like, fucking angle. Like, there's really not a whole lot that you're going to do with that other than make a mess, you know? So it's like if you don't get the right angle on it, you're just going to rip the whole front of your face off. Yeah. Bullet, bullet. That's the way to go. Something big, like throwing a (laughs) rock through your fucking brain. (laughs) (laughs) 
Not that bullshit. I don't know. I, I think it's funny when they talk about because you're out in, in fucking in uh, California. I've heard about people jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge and like they always say, oh, right when I jumped off the bridge, I was like, my problems aren't so bad. <laughs> like, yeah, because there's, there's a documentary about it called The Bridge. Sure. If it's interesting enough to make a fucking documentary about, it's interesting enough to, to spend a couple minutes thinking about. Like, imagine being at a point in your life where you're so fucking sad. You're just over it. You're like, fuck this. I hate it. I'm leaving. Whatever. And as soon as your fucking butt cheeks come off that fucking metal and it's just wind up your ass and your fucking shirt coming up over your head and you're going... Oh no! <laughs> Splash! What was I thinking? Fuck! Well, I think what's crazy about it is because they interviewed the families of some people that jumped, and there was a kid that drove from like Mississippi just to commit suicide on the bridge, like to, to send a message. Takes, Maybe he was gay, but that takes days, man. Maybe he was gay, and that's how he wanted to come out to his parents. But he knew that fucking they would disown him, and his life would be terrible. So he just drove and jumped off the gay bridge right well and what's weird is they interviewed his parents and the parents were nonchalant about it they were like no he suffered depression he had a horrible you know existence so you know he took his life yeah like, they were just cool it was weird maybe they just made peace with it i don't know how long ago it happened like if it was three days ago they might have had a little more to say about it but if it was 15 or 20 they'd have been like yeah what are you gonna do yeah yeah shit happens I feel like that's one of those things. The older you get, the more you realize, like, we, what are you going to do about it? You can feel bad, but at the end of the day, uh, you can't fix it. You can't change that. So if you're 15, 20 years even into that, you just be like, yeah, sucks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't talk about it a lot. Smoking from your Sherlock Holmes pipe. Oh, yeah. I almost got the bong out, but that would have resulted. That's too much, too fast. Can't do that. <laughs> I having a problem, Nick. How old are oh, you? I am 36. Okay, so you're just a little couple years older than me. How are your balls, man? Are they getting, like, saggier at this point? Like, have you noticed gravity is, like, really starting to kick your ass? Yeah. I keep almost slamming my balls in the kitchen drawer. Like, I don't know necessarily what to do to stop it. Like, I'm thinking I might just have to not stand close to the drawers anymore. Because there's just this one particular drawer that is just dick height, right? And what'll happen is I'll go to like cut something on the counter, like on a cutting board, and I'll have the knife and I'll fucking go to step up. And my thighs are so fat, but like my balls just kind of overlap the drawer. And then my thighs push the fucking drawer shut. And then I almost clamp my balls in the fucking drawer. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I need to get something to keep my nuts back. Maybe a taller drawer. I, it didn't used to be that way, Nick. I feel like time I'm, is whipping my ass and my nuts. I mean, yeah, as, as you get older, you start to droop. Like, I didn't have breasts, and now I have, you know, plump bees. It's nice, though. At least you can play with your titties whenever you want, right? Yeah. You're married. Push them together. <laughs> You're married. You understand. <laughs> That's a good fucking joke. Welcome to the club, buddy. That's all I got to say. My wife said she got her first gray pube the other day. It made me laugh. I can't oh, wait. Shit. I can't wait till I get there. She's 40 now. Shh, don't tell nobody. She's 40. She's going to be 41 next year. Oh, damn. Yeah, that hasn't happened to me yet. I'm waiting patiently for mine. I'll probably keep it. <laughs> I put Add it, a little flavor. Hell yeah. I put it in my kid's baby book or whatever, like on the back page. And like, this is my first gray pube. This is your fault, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
oh god i wish it could be a fly on the wall for when you show your kid that he's like 15 going through it like this is you and a baby oh that's my gray pube i can hope i could be dead by then like he'll never see it and then one day he'll be my age and he'll be like this is a book of all my fucking baby pictures and whatnot and then all of a sudden this is the fucking just a big gray pube across the back cover that's fantastic <laughs> put it in the shape of a heart yeah that's fucking great i grew this one out just for you i love you son <laughs> getting older as a bitch and i'm starting to notice that sag in my balls i don't know if you fucking had to clamp them in anything or sat on them or whatever like them weird little steps that you start to get into but i've really got to i got to be leery of my nuts i'm thinking about just like, tying them up taking them off i don't know i don't really understand balls I, I made a baby and they're sensitive so like i could live without my balls to be completely honest with you well i mean technically you can't but i i get what you're saying what do you what do you mean you can't you can live without your balls there are people that have no nuts that are alive. Yeah, but I think they have shit internally, don't they? What do you mean? Because, like, one, I thought one dealt with urine and then one deals with semen. Urine? I don't think urine goes through the balls. I thought that was just testosterone and semen. Is it? Yeah, I feel like urine is probably just your kidneys and your bladder. Huh. It's actually pretty I funny. Been... I found out the other day my kid thinks that his nuts are his kidneys. Because I'm making a joke. He was bugging me. And I've tried really hard not to hit my kid. So I've had to figure out like other constructive ways of like fucking with him, disciplining him without like fucking shoving him and smacking him like my grandma used to. So I'll be like, I'm going to pull out your kidneys and I'll fucking do little little lobster fingers and I'll fucking reach down and pinch him. You know, not hard, but I just kind of start grabbing on his fucking shit. he would be like, oh shit, you know. And the other day he said something about his kidneys and he's like, don't grab my kidneys. And he covered his nuts. And I didn't say <laughs> nothing about it, but I kept on, I'm going to get your kidneys, you know, something, something. And then at one point, he was like, da-da-da-da. And I said, do you know where your kidneys are? And he took both of his hands and did, like, the outward point, And he goes, right here. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, those aren't your kidneys. I said, come here. These are your kidneys. I pointed, you know, up where his hip is. And I said, they're inside your tummy up here. And he goes, oh, well, what are these called? And I was like, we'll get to that later, dude. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to have to have that talk with him. Damn, how old's your kid? Five. Oh, yeah, he's starting to He knows penis. Like, that we've tried to be pretty clinical with that, just in case, because you never know, fucking, in this day and age. So, we keep everything pretty clinical, just to make sure if he comes home saying any other nicknames for his wiener, like, we're going to have a talk with his teacher or whoever. We already had that problem once. He went to, like, a daycare thing, and some other little kid was pulling his dick out, like, telling other kids to pull their dicks out. And we were just like, when he come home and told us that, it was like, what do we do? Are we supposed to, like, Facebook everybody or, like, you know... Is my kid fucking, what's what's happening here? And I looked it up, and they were like, it happens. They pull their dicks out. Yeah, yeah. A having taken a psychology class based on that, yeah, it's it's uh, perfectly natural for them to explore. It's actually, from what I remember, it's actually bad to stifle that. Sure, and that we we didn't, like, all we said was, hey, you don't need to be pulling your pee-pee out, you know, whatever, this, that, and the other. And I said, now, nobody's touching anybody, right? He's like, no, we're just, you know, they were saying, you got to be in the club, you got to show your fucking privates. And I was like, no, like, you you keep your privates to yourself, kiddo. So you'll get there someday, don't you worry. <laughs> yeah, that's not a club you want to be in, son. That's what I said. I, he was like, I just went and hung out with Olivia and Charlotte or whatever. And I go, that sounds like a way better club. Go hang out with those chicks. <laughs> yeah <laughs> you don't need to be in the show your dick to get in club that's a terrible club some stuff happens behind that door and 
You don't want to. You don't want to know it, son. I gotta feel like if it was a show your dick to get in club, I probably wouldn't get in. <laughs> Even if I wanted to, I'd be like, huh? <laughs> They'd be like, no. <laughs> yeah, they could. They could tell me that the best shit goes on in there, and I'd be like, no, it's not worth it. No, no, that's what I'm, I would definitely try. I'm just saying my dick's not that great, and I would just simply be asked to leave. They'd be like, no, you. You're not good enough to be in the, the show your dick to get in club. This isn't for you. <laughs> and then they, you know, inevitably when you pull your dick out, your balls come too. And they're like, God, your balls hang. Yeah. Get out of here. Yeah. That's what they would fucking be the Achilles heel, man. See yourself out. Wait till you, you uh, not necessarily sit on them, but they get into a position where it, it pinches like between your thighs. Yeah. That's the worst. I almost sat on my ball. Well, I didn't almost. I did. I sat like getting in my wife's car. Uh, she's got the bucket seats and it was, it's my car now, but it was a Honda. So you gotta, I'm a reasonably big fellow. I'm not huge, but I'm just, you know, you gotta squat down a little bit to get into that car. And I did that where like my balls were on like the edge of the bucket seat and like my fat fucking thigh butt cheek kind of sat down and like i just felt the pressure and i was just like you <laughs> fucking jumped out the car that shit hurts yeah i'm not a fan that's what i'm saying just take them dude i don't need them shits if they're not necessities i don't even care anymore you know what's the worst that's gonna happen i won't grow any weaker of a fucking beard <laughs> this is it this is all that grows is this little chocolate ring around my fucking mouth like an asshole <laughs> oh you're like me yeah it yeah, doesn't I'll- grow for shit i haven't shaved in months and this is all I get. Plus, I got a scar on one side, so it's never going to be even. I tried to do a comb over once. Like, I let my neck hair grow out really long, and I tried to, like, comb it up into my fucking sideburn. That didn't work. <laughs> it looked God, terrible. That is so white trash, dude. <laughs> dude, sometimes you see all these guys with these luscious, fucking wonderful looking beards, and I'm like, I bet I could have. No. But I understood in that moment, like bald guys, when they do the comb over, I tried. I was like, this shit right here looked like a billy goat. Like, I had it out to, like, fucking couple inches probably and then i would just after i took a shower i would comb it up over my fucking scar and try to get it to like weave into my fucking sideburns it looks so stupid dude oh man i look like fucking bill murray and kingpin just with a terrible bald spot comb over thing <laughs> <laughs> oh that, you're great with the fucking references you know that what yeah you made a reference earlier about sharon that reference, not many people know of Kingpin. Everybody knows Kingpin. I would dare I say that's probably my favorite. I think it's a Fairly Brothers movie. Yeah. And probably one of my favorite Woody Harrelson movies. And I love Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray. I didn't dig it. Kingpin is a perfect movie, you cunt. The only, the the main line that I laughed at is when he was like, there's a storm coming in. It's a big cloud of, and then he sees the woman in his vehicle and he's like oh my god it's a shit cloud run for your lives (laughs) yeah that was about it when was the last time you watched kingpin oh years ago do you smoke weed that's a weird question not anymore no (sighs) can you not smoke weed like will you get in trouble um i mean i'd I'd ruin my sobriety (laughs) oh it's like that okay we we can talk about that next yeah i'm down so I do believe it's it's a weed comedy for sure. Like it always helps to be under like that little extra influence. That movie's funny as fuck from the start. Like the opening scene is him tripping over a fucking fence while he's running to talk to his dad. Like he goes to jump over a fence and just eat shit. Like we don't have a cow. We have a bull. There's so many fucking dumb references through there. Like that is a 
fantastic movie. You should definitely try it again if you haven't. As an older grown person, you should give it a shot. I mean, I saw it when I was smoking weed, and I it's sort of like half baked. Like I don't get even when you're hella stone, half baked is not a good movie. No, half baked isn't that good. It's just Dave Chappelle, you know. But that's the thing is like it's an all star cast. There's so many people in there. And it is everybody has their own special thing. And I don't think they've really done roles like that. You know, it was, uh, Randy Quaid, I guess he's done Cousin Eddie. But, I mean, as like a Amish man-child, you know, there's some good stuff in there, man. Yeah, Randy Quaid really hasn't had, like, many starring roles. And that was one of them. That yeah. was a starring role. <laughs> Are you okay? I think I tore my sack. So, sobriety. Yeah. Uh, like clean sober, Nick. Yeah, not not California sober, as they say. What uh, what happened? You just make a conscious decision, or did did a judge tell you that you had to not do that anymore? Oh no, it was it was a conscious decision. Basically, I I did anything under the sun. Um, I didn't do crack, and not because I'm like opposed to it. It's sure. just I didn't know anybody that sold it, kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. I feel yeah. you do. I just try it. If I know the guy, I don't know a guy to get crack. Pretty much, but no, I, I I did everything, um, and then I eventually started drinking like a lot. Like I, towards the end, I was drinking two and a half fifths of uh, whiskey a day. What was your preference? I guess cheap if you're drinking that much, huh? Oh yeah, I don't know if you guys have it over there, but Barrett's whiskey. Barrett's. It is six dollars a fifth, and it comes oh. in a plastic bottle. Like. Homeless people won't even drink this. I think we have Benchmark. Do you have that? That's pretty cheap. It's like six yeah, or but seven. That was, I get it. This is a Heaven Hill brand Kentucky whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. But yeah, the cheaper, the better. And yeah, that um, towards the end, it's just I was just drinking all the time. I didn't eat. I was seeing liver specialists. God damn. So you just went hard to pay. How, when was that? Like what part of your life? Uh pretty much i started smoking weed what, when i was 16 i did meth when i was like 18 did that for a couple years uh i got sober when i was 26 so you did like eight what is that eight years eight long hard years yeah <sighs> and now 10 years yep that's really fucking good man i'm here to tell you i've met a lot of people that have crossed a lot of those other paths they don't come out <laughs> so I hope that you can carry that around. If nothing else, like you should wake up every day and just be thankful that you fucking were able to kick that shit off. Cause a lot of people can't. Oh yeah. Especially oxys. I was one of, you know, the growing number of people that would snort oxys and then got hugely addicted. I never got into snorting pills, man. I love snorting cocaine and that fucking, I remember it like it was yesterday, like that, the taste, the drip, I love it. I never fucked with meth because I had an uncle that was real real bad off in it, and it just kind of lingered around some of the, the male influences that I had, so I was not a fan. But, uh, yeah, man, that's snorting pills. I, that was a thing that started happening. I'll take pills. Xanax. That was a, them, them motherfuckers work. The little bars. Yeah. You take a Xanax, and like 45 minutes later, you're asleep, or you should be. Well, yeah, the whole point is to stay up on them, though. No, I just fucking, I could try. I fucking, I'm too big to be that stumbly bumbly, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I remember this, so I used to, I would get two of them. I'd fucking take one, I'd chew it up, and then the other one I would swallow it. And I like to take a shot of grapefruit juice, because I heard that the fucking, the vitamin C and the acid and shit in there would mix with it and uh, intensify 
Yeah, it was basically a race. I roofied myself. That's what I would do when I'd take them. I'd just be like, here we go, boom, hit a blunt, maybe smoke, drink a beer, you know, and then just find a good spot on the couch and then wake up tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes they'd be like, oh, you don't remember? You fucking, you, know, you pissed in your closet or you whatever fucking weird shit. It's like, no, nope, don't remember that. I was just, uh, I was on another planet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, luckily I, I, I've never blacked out. I I hung around a lot of people that did, and luckily I've never done that. What is that? Uh, I hope this doesn't get you like fucking triggered or anything like that. Like, does it? The pills are they? Do they taste like Coke at all, or like they all have their own special little fucking taste? No, they all they all pretty much taste the same, which is really nothing. Um, I mean, since you said you've done Coke, I'm assuming you've done shitty Coke. Yes. Okay, the kind that just, it's always flaky and kind of hard a little bit. Just kind of sits in there, but it doesn't really do anything. It's just a funk. Yeah. As so opposed to getting that nice little little jolt, you're just like, ugh. <laughs> it just yeah. makes you make that face. It's like, a, ugh. It's just like that. Whew. I got a cousin right now. It's my wife's affluent little cousin. And I want to feel bad for him because I understand that drugs, man. <laughs> but at the same time, like... You got to stop. You know, this kid grew up. He was adopted from Russia when he was like, I think, six, something like that. Like this kind of money, like adopt kids from other country money. Damn. Brought him here, taught him English, gave him everything he could possibly need, took care of him. And then like right around 16, 17, he got fucking on like different pills and sets and tabs and whatever the fuck and now he's like a junkie <laughs> and he relapsed recently and it's just like you just gotta stop doing it. drugs man like you, you've got everything you got a baby you got this whole thing and you gotta stop <laughs> yeah but the, the outside forces don't matter man when you're addicted you want that shit no matter what i'm glad i'm glad that it never hit me like that cocaine is great but i can't afford it it's very expensive so i had to stop <laughs> I started getting nosebleeds, too. Like, And I used to have chronic fucking nosebleeds. I got hit in the face a lot as a kid. So my nose doesn't work right. It's part of the reason why I breathe out of my mouth now. <laughs> but, like, <laughs> yeah, I remember years there when I would just have these fucking, just these gushing, just these periods of fucking just shit leaking out of my face, man. Fucking for hours. You're not supposed to have nosebleeds for hours. They no, just, you're it not. wouldn't stop. <laughs> Some days I'd wake up in a puddle. Fucking on my pillow every once in a while, like in the wintertime when the heat is dry heat or whatever the fuck, when it just gets weird, I'd wake up and just kind of be like, oh shit. And then you touch it and you realize there's like a whole ass pool of fucking nose blood on your pillow. And I was like, god damn. Yeah, you know it's bad when your nose bleeds and it doesn't even wake you up from a slumber. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got so used to it. Like one of my favorite things was to suck. This is, this is disgusting. I would suck back loogies. And spit them out. Sometimes I'd swallow them, whatever. But just that to have like a big loogie, like a big funky, you know, like a blood clot almost. You'd be like, and then spit it on a fucking ground. It looked fucking crazy. So what the one time I got like a really bad nosebleed from doing coke, it just started leaking. Like I'd done a couple little lines and shit. And then all of a sudden I just started getting the leaky fucking, I'm like, uh oh, you know. So I clotted in my nose. Fucking sat there for a while. And fucking when I got done, I did that. And say, <laughs> did one of those. <laughs> I just had it right there in my mouth. And I was like, I should spit this out. But it's got cocaine in it. I was like, well. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. As, There's not a chance a, I was spitting that out. 
as an addict, if I was doing coke and my nose started to bleed, I'd be like, nope, nope, get back up in there. You got coke on you. Oh, oh. I've heard, so you fucked with meth, so I don't know if you've ever met yeah. any of these people. I don't know if you would have been that deep in, but I know that, like, you secrete it. So there are people I've heard that, like, you drink piss, bodily fluids, stuff like that. But I heard that, like, in Mexican jails and stuff, there are people that eat scabs. Like, they'll fucking, you gotta watch people, because they'll literally sit around and eat their own fucking scabs, because you can actually sweat meth out of your pores. Uh, and yeah, it's a problem to the point that some of these addicts will come in all caked up in fucking track marks and fucking scabs, and they'll literally like start eating on each other like cockroaches trying to get that Holy fucking dope. Shit. No, right? I didn't know that. I oh, wasn't that bad. You should look it up. <laughs> Just be glad you didn't get to that point, but I've heard that's a thing. Fucking because you secrete it the way that you do when it goes out of your body when you're detoxing. Fucking these junkies <laughs> will just sit around and pick scabs off each other. It's like fucking orangutans. Oh, Jesus. That's gross. You can't get that much meth from that. Like, how many scabs do you think it takes to get a good buzz? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you're doing a lot of meth, it's going to be secreting a lot. People jerky. Just fucking, I'd rather drink piss, to be honest with you, if I was going to try to get high. Yeah, I eating my own scabs to get high, That's that's a whole fucking other level. Yeah, you could drink your own pee. You just pee in your own mouth. Try to make a game out of it. You got to put yeah, your butt up against the wall. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I told my wife, because, I mean, she was obviously upset about the whole deal with her cousin. And I was just like, drugs make you feel good. I don't know what mm-hmm. to say. Like, that's the problem. They work. <laughs> they make you feel good. And because a lot of people don't feel good, they get drugs and they feel good and they want to feel good all the time. And I'm sorry, but life equals you don't get to feel good all the time. Otherwise, you'll hurt yourself. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like he's just got to work on some shit. Because that's why I did so many drugs is because I didn't like my thinking. So I was just like, let's just not think. Yeah. You turn into a machine. I do. You guys probably don't have. We have this. Uh, we used to have this place called Dimple. Dimple Records. And uh, it was, you know, a small chain. But they would buy, like, your Xboxes. They would buy your playstation so i mean all of us would get together and we would pawn essentially pawn our shit to get drug money what is what is the most like weirdest thing you think you ever pawned to for drug money like if you had to pay did you ever like pawn your grandma's necklace or your fucking like your high school class ring or some shit no i definitely sold my class ring for fucking weed money once (laughs) that's why i'm at i'm there's certain things that you think are going to matter, and then later on you don't give a shit. So if that was me, I couldn't imagine there was something that you would have been like, yeah, I don't really give a shit about this this fucking necklace that my, my grandpa gave me or whatever the fuck this watch. Yeah, no, it was, I mean, it was mostly just I was an asshole because my parents would buy me, like, the GameCube. That was a thing. And um, I pretty much just, once I got it, a couple days later, just sold it. So they would, like, give me stuff, and I would just be like, quick turnaround would you at least get good money for it nick were you a fucking economic like a few (laughs) god damn it you could have sold it to some kid in the newspaper for at least what it was worth and gotten more drugs see well this was before craigslist though so yeah we'd go in and they'd give us i I remember one of my friends brought in a brand new xbox like he had had it for a day yeah and they gave him 60 bucks i was gonna say like 50 bucks because they don't give a shit they're gonna turn around and sell that for like 250 (laughs) Because yep. <laughs> they're worth $400. Yeah, th- they probably stayed afloat just on addicts coming in there. God damn. I've spent so many hours of my life in pawn shops. I love them. 
Don't get me wrong, but like just to see the sadness sometimes of the people, like who did you steal this from? Because <laughs> you know you didn't fucking get this. Good times. My grandma used to pawn our guns. That was our thing. Like she had a bunch of guns that she kept under her waterbed, and uh, you know whenever shit would get tight, I could always tell because the guns wouldn't go missing. <laughs> They'd end up getting pawned for fucking whenever till hunting season rolled around. See, I just don't get the like. I'd rather just flat sell it because pawning. I mean, there's two. Like, then you got to buy it back. It's like, no, just take it. I think it's one of those things. Like, it's interesting to me now that I'm just thinking of it just now. Fucking, I guess guns are one of those things that don't really depreciate in value. And maybe that's why people are so adamant about collecting guns. Because in the sense, it's almost like gold. Like, it's worth what somebody will pay for it. And you'll take whatever you'll fucking take for it. So, in a sense, it very much is, you know, uh, a... A good, I'm trying to think of the right, a commodity, a fucking, a whatever, but like, it, they're just as good to have those in case you ever want to trade or fucking get money up out of somebody. Pawn shops are just selling your fucking gun to somebody else, you know, it's, they're worth money. Yeah, plus they probably appreciate in value. Like, I mean, if you had a gun from like the 1970s, a shotgun from then, that probably has gone up yeah. in value significantly. Isn't that crazy? Considering how many guns there are, there's more guns than people is what they say. And it's still there. Those are floating around. Just these novelty fucking weapons. I like watching yeah. like old quick draw stuff. That's pretty cool. Like seeing these cowboys. They just go out and they fucking, you know, they have shotguns and they can load cock and fucking pow, 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 pow. pow fucking, or they pull out a six shooter and fucking knock cans and shit over. I think primitive firearm shit is kind of funny. Or the fucking Winchester. Uh, I think it was Tombstone when they had the Winchester. They'd shoot and then he'd just do this and it would like go around and it would cock it. Then he'd shoot, and it would go around and cock it. Oh, that oh, was fucking... I did it on Terminator. That was pretty funny. Terminator 2, Arnold Schwarzenegger was doing that shit with a gun that is not very popular. Like, and So I can't imagine. You're talking about the appreciation. Those guns are probably ridiculous. Yeah. Little fucking lever-action shotgun. That never happened. Never. <laughs> Maybe once. <laughs> no, I mean... I'm trying to think. I miss I'm not guns. like a connoisseur of guns or anything. I, I like them. I just can't have them. So, it's, I, you know, it's one of those things like probably how you feel about drugs. Like, it's cool. It's just I can't. So, I really can't put much thought into it other than just like, that looks like fun. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Although, if I own a gun in California, I'm going to get reamed. Yeah. So, did you go through the legal system at all? No. Okay, that's Surprisingly good. not. That's I mean, good. I dro- yeah, I, I mean, seconds and inches because I drove drunk all the time. Yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> Do you have any good drunk driving stories, Nick? Air quote. So there was this one. I Is the statute of limitations up on this? Has it been seven years since you drunk drove and did something either awesome or stupid? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I didn't hurt anybody, so they can't really get me. Well, the good news is it sounds like you practice a lot, and really the key to drunk driving is practice. <laughs> you just don't want to be out there not knowing how to do it. Yeah, I was I was goddamn good. But the weirdest one was I was at I was at this party, and I was drinking a lot, and this guy had Le Fin du Monde. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Never heard of it. It's a Belgian beer, and Belgians are thick. It was like a soup, and it was 12% alcohol. Gross. So I drank it, and that didn't mix with the liquor. So I'm driving home, and I have a friend next to me who's sober as a judge. Like, he just smoked weed. He wasn't drunk at all. But he let me drive because he's an idiot. So we're driving, and we get to this one windy road. And I'm like, you know what? 
hold on a minute. And I just veer off and I open the door and I just vomit just <laughs> a lot. And then I shut the door and I'm like, all right, let's go. And he's like, you, you sure you don't want me to drive? I was like, no, I'm good. I'm good. And then we're, we keep driving. And I guess I just was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm not going to pull over. So I just rolled the window down and I was just vomiting as we drove. <laughs> hey, he made it home. I made it home. That's ridiculous. You can laugh about it. You're lucky. That's the word. Oh, very lucky. Should have been like one of those horror movies. Just somebody fucking drives by and their mirror takes the top of your fucking head off because <laughs> you're dipshit drunk hanging out the window. Oh, yeah. That was that was a bad one. Surprisingly, though, I guess it was so projectile it didn't get on my car. See, that's usually the downside. That's why you don't want people puking out your windows. You should always put, listen, note to anybody that happens to hear this now. If somebody's throwing up in your car, pull over. Because otherwise, you're going to have to clean it off the side of your car most of the time. Yeah, or the person behind you is just about to get some vomit on them. They're fine. Oh, like down the the person in the back seat. <laughs> yeah, that shit goes right back in. Oh, gross. I'd be so fucking mad. I think I might take the seat top off and just start wailing on a motherfucker's, like, punch you in the back of the head and kind of shit. You don't be throwing up. You've never had anybody vomit on you? Not, Other than your kid, I'm assuming? No, I don't think so. Not intentionally. I hear the noise, and I move away from it. Oh, you start to hear the... <gasps> I'm not a fan. I can deal with it, kind of. Like, I don't like smells, so it depends on what exactly the vomit consists of. But, like, I can deal with vomit. It's just the noises that fuck with me. Even with dogs and cats, the fucking... No. I'm out. Dogs and cats are even better because they get the... Right when they're done, they go the... Ah, <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Oh, they get that. that I'm done. Oh, oh man, it's woken me up out of a dead sleep. That fucking cats, they hack up hairballs, and they're like, <laughs> and you're like, ah, oh, fuck. You like jump out of bed. <laughs> it's the worst. Oh, and they get, they heave like nobody's business too. Yeah. Fuck all that, dude. It makes me so mad. <laughs> it's the only time I realize that maybe I'm not a pet person. You know there's medicine you could give your cat, right? I don't have a cat. Oh. <laughs> I'm not I'm not worried about it. It's a long time ago we had a uh, one of my exes, she had a long hair like a calico. And uh, it was an outside cat, which is my favorite. They just kind of roamed and then would come in and eat. But every once in a while, at like 2 o'clock in the morning, it's just like an alarm clock going off. And you'd be sitting there and you just hear that little... <laughs> <laughs> and you're like oh fuck <laughs> every time scrambling in your underwear grab the cat and throw it outside go away <laughs> oh tits it's been a long week man has it for you yeah it's everything's been long lately i've been really looking forward to this i got the next few days off so uh i'm gonna capitalize well, yeah because it's labor day you got any plans just barbecuing. I haven't done that a lot lately. Uh, my kid just started kindergarten a few weeks ago. So, like, we're having to settle into that and this whole... Like, I'm not settling into shit. I've been getting up at 6 a.m., but now they have to get up at 6. I don't get to jerk off anymore in the morning. That's pretty fucked up. Like, it's been a weird couple weeks. And, uh, you know, we don't really do much <laughs> and after school and everything because they're all fucking tired. And... uh yeah, COVID, that too. So Yeah, fuck COVID. You get into that fucking the the routine. It's just ba 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 before you know it. That's why I like these little days. I took an extra day off Tuesday and uh, I'm gonna make a four day out of it. I'm gonna have a good fucking next couple of days, I think. Yeah, you gotta break up the monotony. I what sucks is 
we're like of that age where it's like nine to five, five days a week. And then on the, I don't know about you, but on the weekends, I'm like, Saturday is my day to do something because yep. I'm just so beat. Yeah. And I'm lucky. I got, a, I got the normal fucking work schedule Monday through Friday. My, it's not nine to five. It's, you know, seven to whenever the fuck I get off. But, you know, it is what it is. And I value my weekend time for sure. So I don't oh, know. God, yes. I do enjoy a three-day weekend where you can just take an extra day. It's so good. You burn one day, you get a four-day weekend. It's the best. You can do shit on like a Tuesday that you couldn't do any other time, and there won't be anybody else there because it's Tuesday and every other asshole has to go to work. Is it? It's so lame that now I'm like, I, I look forward to taking time off during the week, not because I'm taking a day off, but because I get to do errands when no one's out. It's so great. There's no traffic. I get to go have like brunch and shit with my wife. I might come home and try to talk her into giving me some pussy at, like, noon. <laughs> that doesn't happen, you know? I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It's nice. Well, I hope you get some, sir. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> at this, It's gotten to the point now, we've been married so long, it's like every day I could get some pussy, but eventually I just talk myself out of it or I fall asleep. It's the worst. <laughs> That's when what you do is, if you ever wake up horny, you just start poking her with your boner. That doesn't work. She's a heavy sleeper. She takes Adderall, so usually that's what like gets her going in the daytime. Um, she don't fucks with that nighttime. She, like, and no morning, early morning stuff either. Like, you know, there's just there's a window. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, you know, I'm not too good in the morning either because te- technically, when I fuck most of the time, uh, I'm on some kind of a stimulant. Albeit marijuana or, you know, liquor. And it helps. <laughs> that fucking early in the morning, that 6 a.m. fucking, it uh, it doesn't work out well. Typically, it's a lot quicker <laughs> than I'd like it to be. <laughs> You're a one-minute man. Oh, it's a shame. Could be. You know, it, the right fucking angles. And that's the problem is I don't want to let her down. Because <laughs> at the end of the day, like, I'm going to get there no matter what. Yeah. I don't want her thinking about my fucking... My, uh, un, oh, hang on. What's the, when you don't hit the goal, like the fucking, my, my shortcomings, <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> That's a perfect word for that. It yeah. really is. Wow. Oh, married life. Gotta love it. It's not so bad. I hear these stories now with these kids and these dating sites and fucking me too. And I wouldn't make it, Nick. I'm not built for this world when it comes to dating now. Oh, I wouldn't either, especially now it's like... I'm not saying I'd be a bad person. I'm saying I would either get mixed up with a crazy person and it would be bad, bad, or I would completely lose myself in it. And I would just be like, I could probably be addicted to pussy like you were to drugs. (laughs) Like, just to know that I've got the power to get pussy in my phone. I don't... That's not okay. Well, and then can you imagine all the close calls you'd have? Sure. Like, I've only had one close call. Like a pregnancy close call? Yeah. No. I I fucking, Ari Shafir, the, the great Ari Shafir <laughs> said, it's not a pullout unless you get at least two strokes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a pullout guy. And always have been. I've only made one baby, and I did that shit on purpose. <laughs> I aimed <laughs> for the fucking what I was trying to hit. Yeah, but there's there's nuts that like like there's chicks that like if you came on their tits they would like save it and then inject themselves with it. I don't think it works like that. I I don't know. Here's the thing. 
I've never quite understood the thermodynamics of semen, because I'm not a scientist, Nick. But I do know that it's body temperature when it comes out of me, which is, what, 98 point something? Mm-hmm. Maybe 99 to 100 if we've been fucking for a little bit. My heart rate's up. Why is it so cold? Like, immediately. It's like literally 10 seconds after it leaves my body. If I fucking touch it or it gets on me or whatever the fuck, or her, and you just feel it, it's ice cold. Like, snot. <laughs> it's fucking I don't know weird. about ice cold. <laughs> just saying. I don't know how long them little motherfuckers live in there, but I assume it's got to be warm to really sustain. But then again, they freeze them, so I could be completely dumb and not know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah, sounds like it. Buddy. Little tadpoles just swimming around on your wife's tits. Hey, you've got my jism on your tits. Oh. Every now and then it's so weird when, like, you think about that shit. Like, like I shoot tadpoles that, in the perfect condition, breathe life. Like, that's so weird. That kid came out of my dick. Yeah. It's a pretty wild thought. Yeah. I remember the position and everything. It's like I've unlocked the key to the fucking universe. Like, I know I know how to make people with my penis. This guy. <laughs> I made a person. I helped make a person. But I contributed. I did my part. Yeah, we do, we do the most. Somebody called them fuck trophies. And I thought that was pretty funny. Like, I don't remember who, where, when I heard that. It was Rob. It was Rob. Okay. Rob, yeah. fuck trophies. Nailed it. <laughs> I mean, yeah, when he told me that, I was like, I mean, that's basically what it is. Yes, that's it. So, uh, fucking good job on that. He'll be he'll be uh, touring all this week. <laughs> Tip your waitress. <laughs> you got a good bunch over there, man. I had a lot of fun talking with you guys. Is there a plan? Have you guys talked about, like, any other guests or people that you've been trying to shoot for? Are you guys still going strong? Are you going to move anybody around? Has anybody decided they're going to quit yet? No, shockingly. Um, <laughs> I know Sharon, he's got a bunch of DJ gigs coming up now that everything's opening, so he'll probably come on a little bit less. Um, I mean, Danny D, this is sort of her way of getting like her comedy out there, so I don't really see her yeah. quitting. I if like anything, it. I'd be the one that's like, I'm fucking done. Because <laughs> you're just fucking around. I think well, it keeps you sharp, man. That's the one where I'm not a comic, but I think I'm a funny person. And I think having conversation with people helps to sharpen those skills for sure. Yeah. And it, it also helps that like we've been around each other so long that we can really feed off of like we know what the other person, like what direction they're going to take. Yeah, it helps. It does. So I'm funny. I talk to strangers on the Internet. You have to be funny to entertain strangers. Yeah. I mean, it, really, the the best thing is when you're doing what we're doing, you're guessing on a podcast and just bullshitting. Yeah. Hey, this is important business. I'm interviewing you. You fuck (laughs) spending my hard, my hard time talking to your ass on a Friday when I could be out. I couldn't be out doing anything. It's COVID and I'm a dad. I'm a lousy stay at home dad. (laughs) I was about to say, you just talked about how you never go out. I could be be out when I could be out on my back porch. (laughs) Grilling hot dogs and possibly wagging off. (laughs) (laughs) Putting cheese on your hot dogs? I don't fucks with that. That's weird. Thank you. I will put cheese on a hot dog. Like it's just not my first option. No, that's it's then it becomes a sandwich, in my opinion. I think the car on the left's gonna win. 
I'm not mad at cheese on a dog. It's just not. It's not practical. It fucking gets everywhere and falls off. Unless there's something else, like a nice chili, or some other kind of liquid, something to to hold the cheese in place. Otherwise, you're just gonna get cheese everywhere. Yeah, this was a big old topic on our podcast because I just don't. I just don't get it. I mean, cheese makes everything better, so I understand the sentiment. But no, not unless cheese is in the dog. Now that would be the only. Uh, I think qualification is if you were to go buy the hot dogs that have cheese inside of them. That'd be pretty cool. I could rock that. Cheese dogs. Yeah, or like sausages stuffed with cheese. Yeah. Did you know there's uh, bratwurst with gummy bears in them? That's fucking disgusting. You would think so, right? I've heard people say they're not terrible. Oh, I thought you had some. I've not. That's not. I, we don't have those kind of markets really around here because I assume it's a place that makes their own sausage, sausages and bratwursts. But yeah, it's a bratwurst with gummy bears, and it's like a Midwestern, you know, Wisconsin y, Minnesota y thing. That's gross. I'd try it. I wouldn't. Just saying. It's like, I like a sweet sausage, like a maple breakfast type sausage, and I feel like. Just like gummy bears. I don't bet they're going to be like flavored gummy bears. Like, you don't want pineapple, cherry, orange, lime flavor shit. But I mean, just like some kind of uh, sweetness inside your fucking sausage. Yeah, sausage. well, gummy bears. Are we talking Haribo? You may, well, no, because those taste good. <laughs> you can talk about like cheap dollar <laughs> store gummy bears that don't really taste like anything. That's what you need. Because you just want the sugar. You don't really want the flavor. I mean, you're, you're, you're kind of convincing me. <laughs> I think I want a gummy bear brat right now. <laughs> Somebody fucking find me a gummy bear brat. Oh, God, if you do, please hit me up on Twitter and so I can order some, too. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Did I run out of steam officially? Let's see. I don't know. Did you? <laughs> you smoked too much weed? Had too much twisted iced tea? I think I'm good right now. I just got to... Normally, I uh, would have some notes, but we've done pretty good so far. I'm just trying to think of a fun thing. We've talked about sobriety and suicide and mm-hmm. tits and balls, wieners. <laughs> I read today, speaking of hot dogs, it said that if you eat a hot dog, it can take 30 minutes off your life. I did see that too. And these motherfuckers want to put cheese on it. It said if you eat a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, you could gain 30 minutes. No, it didn't. Did it really? It did at the bottom of that article. Holy shit. I wonder why that is. So theoretically, if you made a peanut butter and jelly hot dog, right? It would cancel it out? I mean, it would be a net negative of like three. So you would cut three minutes off your life, which is better than smoking, you know? Or or bacon. I'm sure bacon would probably take time off. Anything delicious takes time off, unfortunately. If you ate a peanut butter and jelly sandwich every minute, you could live forever. Yeah, I don't think that's how that works. Eventually, you'd look like the guy from Seven. Just Jabba the Hutt. <laughs> Fucking. Oh, oh, oh. You'd look like Jared pre-Subway. Oh, fuck. I got fat off peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Those are crustables. You know those things? You put them in oh, the God, freezer. Yes. They're really good for kids. <laughs> Here's a fucking sandwich. I got to where I was eating like two of them every morning. And a Coke. And just like that was my breakfast when I worked in a warehouse job. And yeah, dude, in like three weeks <laughs> of just doing that every morning, eating two of them fucking sandwiches, pants started getting a little tight. And I'm like, God damn, I fucking maybe I'm, maybe I've just 
water weight or retention or something. And my wife was just like, there's like 270 grams of fat in each one of those <laughs> fucking sandwiches. How many are you eating? And I was just like, uh. <laughs> What's worse is when they say the serving size. It's a half. Like, I eat way yeah, more it's, than it's that. It's definitely the half of a, who eats a half yeah. a sandwich, you fucking asshole. <laughs> it's the worst. I think uh, <laughs> we're so fat just as a as a civilization. We're fat people. And I love it. I'm a fat person. It's just, I, I think I said the other day, you know how they have the restaurant assholes? Have you heard of that? Where the waiters and the waitress staff get to be like mean to you and stuff? Yes. I think it would be funny if you went to a restaurant and the waiter or the, waiter or the waitress could correct you. Like if you were like, yeah, I'm going to get... The whatever burger, double cheese, extra fries, or whatever. And they're just like, you can have fish. And probably a salad. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. And they're like, what? It's like, you heard me. I'm not bringing you a double cheeseburger, extra fucking... No. <laughs> you fat piece of shit. God, I'd fucking love to go there. That would be hilarious. I would I would do that. Look at you, man. Look at these tits. Like, I would get down and just pick your titty up. And just be like, look at this. Does this say cheeseburger to you, Nick? <laughs> I think you need fish. You need fish and rice. What's funny is I probably need somebody like that to kick my ass because I'm always like, oh, I shouldn't eat this, and then I'm fucking eating it. And when it gets here, guess what? We're only going to eat half, aren't we, buddy? We're going to take the other half home for later. (laughs) It's called portion control. Learn some, fucker. (laughs) We call them pushbacks. Way easier than push-ups. All you do is take your fat-ass hands and put them on the table and push yourself away when you get halfway through. (laughs) (laughs) We Uh, are. I mean... uh, one thing that sucks is, uh, I don't know, I think it's an American thing, the whole fucking BMI bullshit. Oh, like, everybody's, everybody's fat on that scale, man. Yeah, like, I should be dead, according to that scale. Well, we probably will be, just from being fat, but it's just like, that's the extra thing. It'll be whatever the new, you know, cancer or whatever the fucking thing is. It's gotten all worse the older we've gotten. I can't imagine our generation is going to be any better. No, the new I mean, the new mesothelioma or whatever the fucking thing is they're going to find out years from now. They're like, turns out kale gives you colon cancer. It's the damnedest thing. <laughs> Just for years, people have been eating it and fucking shoving it in shakes and stuff. Is that a big thing out there? What? Is kale a big thing? No, it's just a garnish here still. But some like the hippie restaurants and stuff, you know, they'll have a kale salad or some shit like that, but... Yeah, no, it's still just a garnish here on, like, plates. Oh, dude, that is so big out here. Yeah. Like, we get all the weird... Like, I like California, but at the same time, it's getting a little too nuts for me. I mean, they put kale and shit, and then now acai is, like, big. You put... Or I had a boss. He would put poppy seeds into cottage cheese... And that was his breakfast. And I'm like, that is the most disgusting thing ever. Whoa. That's fucking metal. I like cottage cheese. Poppy seeds, though? Yeah, it was seeds of some kind. And it's like, I, what? why? Why would you do that? I mean, <laughs> fruit, I get. I get fruit putting fruit in there. And he was a nut anyways. He was kind of one of these hippie feelies. Like, whenever you'd say you're upset, he'd, he had this whisper voice. And he'd be like, where do you feel upset? Let's <laughs> He really was that guy, and I was like, I, I'm just upset. He's like, no, no, but where inside your body is it? And I'm like, I'm not doing this. It's my arms and my, my fingers and fists. Please, Dale, yeah. could you step off? Because <laughs> I'm feeling pretty angry right now. Yeah, punch him in the face. Oh, man, I'm so angry. 
Where does it where does it hurt exactly? In your <laughs> nose? Yeah, do you feel the anger on your face? <laughs> yeah. I'm transferring my feelings. I'm communicating with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Nick, I need to go pee and to refocus. Uh, obviously I'm I'm letting you down as a host because I've gotten to the point where I'm so comfortable talking to you that I've run out of shit to talk about and I don't want to bore anybody. So hey. All right. Would you like to give any of your plugs, or would you like to tell anybody where to find your show? Uh, anything like that? Yes. Uh, gag on this podcast. We drop episodes on YouTube every Saturday. Podcast platforms all over every Monday. Um, at gag on this underscore pod for Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, but mainly just follow me at the big Nick J on Twitter because I, I do all the social media. So I post pretty much stuff on there. And, uh, that's it. Oh, if you want, if you want CBD, uh, a Navi market, um, use gag 15, you'll save 15% off. Oh, wow. Do you fucks with CBD? Um, I do not. Okay. Um, we just have them, but I gave <laughs> some to my wife. She fucking loves them. I mean, I'm not opposed to it. I just don't. There's nothing really that I've seen that I'm like, okay. I guess that's that'll... true. It's really for inflammation. So, like, if you got bad joints and stuff, bad back, hips, knees, ankles, elbows, whatever that shit might be, it helps some. You know, it just takes a lot if you're a bigger fer- uh, fella. You know, I don't know where you size up, but uh, I know I'd have to eat, like, a whole pack of them fucking gummy bears or whatever to fucking get anything out of it. Yeah, and see, I guess that's that's one area that I'm cool with as far as weed goes is, like, for the topical shit. Because yeah. weed, I mean, really does. I knew this Mexican guy when I worked for the park district. He had this, um, it was rubbing alcohol, weed inside, and then you put a live um, black widow in it. And then eventually, after a while, it just all sort of dissolves into this puree. And I swear to God, he gave that to me for my knee. I put it on. Fucking works like a charm. Yeah, but like your cousin drew a, drew a third arm or some shit. <laughs> he <laughs> bought some junk from a medicine man. <laughs> what the fuck, man? Those Mexicans, they know what's up, man. They're like, I'm not rubbing this shit on my leg. <laughs> you, there's a fucking spider in there, you crazy asshole. <laughs> well, it's dead now and pureed. Sure. <laughs> Nick, it's been a pleasure finally getting to sit down and yak at you. Sorry it took so long. And, of course, you want to say Merry Christmas? Because, like I said. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah um, uh, to our African-Americans. Happy Kwanzaa. Yeah. It's Christmas Hanukkah Kwanzaa. Like yeah. the commercial. And then whatever else fucking whatever. I mean, I'm sure there's a holiday I'm missing. There's a holiday for fucking everything now. Yeah. Thus far, you're the first of the crew. I think I might try to hit up Danny D and see if she'd like to come chat. I don't. I'd have to write down some questions. I don't want to be just out here pissing in the wind. That would be disrespectful. But I feel I'm like I'm telling you, man. I she wants like, to be on. Oh, don't say that. I get all nervous and then she can't come on. You guys are a good bunch of folks, and uh, having listened to you interact and everything, you're funny people, and that's why I'm glad that we cross paths. And thank you for uh, for kind of saving my ass this evening, sir. You come on in a pinch, and uh, we were going to meet up anyway, but you you stepped up, and I appreciate you, Nick. Well, thank you for having me on, buddy. I appreciate you inviting me. Yeah, anytime. That's the thing. Once you've been here once, you got a free a standing invite. Just know, you know, it could be months before your fucking episode gets released, but it'll get out there eventually when we forget well, about whatever we talked about. 
Well, if you do another roast, I definitely want to be there for that. It's usually the springtime. That's when the juices flow. So that's we'll have to connect something, and I'll keep an ear out. If we get to torch somebody's ass, I'm always down for that. <laughs> well, that'd be great. And that was my conversation with Nick from the Gag on This podcast. You motherfuckers, be sure to go like, subscribe to their show. Um, check out all the other hosts, Danny D with the big fat titties. She's pretty awesome. And uh, she's actually pretty funny. So show her some love. Give her some money. Sharon's great. Uh, Rob's great. They're good people over there in California. They might be the only good people in California now that I think of it. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm actually getting to do a show with Nick soon. We're going to do a Deadpool. That's going to be great. You know, we cast our votes for people that are going to die in 2022. Apparently, we get points for, like, you take 100 and then subtract their age and then that's your points. There's like special months and circumstances and it's going to be a blast. I'll let you motherfuckers know how that goes. It's funny that I recorded this months ago and it just so happened to be the Christmas episode, but Hey, Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that shit. I'm glad that you still listen. I do appreciate it. I just got done uh, recording the second round of shitty song of the year with Brandon and red over at the shitty song of the week podcast. Great show. And, uh, yeah, man, it's a great time of the year. We have a lot of fun, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, getting back in there, getting my hands dirty, shitting on music. It's one of my favorites. But, you know, I found good music this past week. There's a fellow by the name of Acklin Walker that uh, I picked up a few songs from. And uh, did you guys hear that? There's a fart. Uh I flipped through his catalog. It was weird because he was like, I've been in Nashville for years. And I'm thinking, oh, he's like a folk guy or like country singer guy. Turns out he does rap music, which is surprising. And uh, it wasn't terrible. He's kind of like a little dicky, but like not funny. But he's not like a gangster rapper. He's just a, a dude who likes to rap to kind of spacey stoner music. And it was nice. So I'll probably close with one of the songs. I've absolutely fallen in love with. We'll get to that. Happy holidays, you cocksuckers. Uh, if you want to support me, you want to put a little something in my stocking, go to www.bioaday.com. Use promo code POBOYS. Buy yourself, your auntie, your mom, your brother, you know, any member of the family who you think could maybe use a cleaner butt. Buy them a bidet product. It's the best. It'll change your life. Teach them a new habit. We all need to be cleaner people. Uh, don't be a fucking monster. Clean your butt like a champion. And as usual, like, subscribe, rate, review, tell a friend, tell your mom, tell your friend's mom about the show. You can contact me on Twitter only at Pod, And that's it. Merry Christmas, you motherfuckers. I'm looking forward to uh, some of the episodes I've got coming up. I've, I've met some really cool people <laughs> the last few months. And I know it takes forever, but uh, it's worth it. So fuck you. You get it when you get it. Fuck you, bitch. I want my shirt back. Used to think I wanted to. Now I don't want to hit that. You got them lying tendencies and like to talk smack. And I ain't never hit a bitch, but you about to get smacked. Oh, do you really think you're bad, though? Nah, you too easy. Just a mad hoe. Frontin' always flexing, so flexing on a man's. No, your new man is your old man, but your old man is a fan now, yeah. I'll call you out in this song, yeah, I bet that's what you want, you a self-centered narcissistic bitch, like goddamn you crazy, fuck you Macy, I just want my motherfucking shirt back, 
Bitch, give me my shirt back. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Like, bitch, give me my shirt back. Just give me my motherfucking shirt back. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Bitch, give me my shirt back. I'm singing, bitch, give me my shirt. Like, goddamn, you crazy. Fuck you, Macy. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Off Ellistan, we were feeling hella lit. Grooving at the concert, drinking up and feeling on your tits. Thinking that tonight gon' be the night that you gon' take some dick. Afterward, you acting like you catching all that feeling shit. But you said to take it slow, we took it at your pace. I was mad respectful, then you threw it in my face. I let you use my favorite shirt when we got to my place. You wore it out the next day, then you pulled that ghost play. Petty bitch blocked me on the gram. Wanted you like Uncle Sam, but then you went into my favorite fucking shirt. Fucking bitch. And you way too fucking crazy. Fuck you, Macy. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Bitch, give me my shirt back. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Like, bitch, give me my shirt back. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Bitch, give me my shirt back. Bitch, give me my shirt. Like, holy shit, you crazy. Fuck you, Macy. I just want my motherfucking shirt back. Gemini.